Hey everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 75. Uh, this episode we got two albums we're going to talk about, um, the first of which was recommended by my dad over here. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing pretty well, and uh, Daniel, how are you doing? I'm alright, how are you? Oh, I just, he just asked that. <laughs> I yeah. forgot. Um... Yeah, the first album we're going to talk about is an album by Dream Theater. Um, they're like second album, I think. Uh, yes, yeah. their second album. Yeah. Um, their first one was made in 1989. Um, so why don't you talk about... Uh, the album is uh, Images and Words. So why don't you talk about this album and why you picked it? Yeah, so like towards the end of the 80s, early 90s... Um hard rock and heavy metal started kind of changing um obviously with the advent of grunge and um you know like that you know the typical hair metal stuff was really getting unpopular um and while these guys kind of looked a little bit like a hair metal band they were like when you listen to them you were just like these guys are different like they're they're really like suit not that any not that none of the glam metal or hair metal bands were at all talented but like these guys were just like really good at what they did and um i really like i said last week attached myself to the drummer i thought the drummer was amazing i thought the vocalist was really good like just as a pure vocalist you know not like you know uh he wasn't exactly like you know i I tend i know i tend more towards um i guess interesting voices more than like vocal range and stuff like that but this guy when i heard him i was like wow he's got like a really good range he's like He's, I just thought he was a really good singer. And yeah. like I said, the drummer was really good. All of the musicians on this album and, and in this band were really good. And I just, yeah, I kind of, you know, they were also thrown into like the whole prog rock mix because their songs are very intricate and like long and the lyrics kind of have, they, they seem to try and have deeper meaning and maybe even relate to each other song to song. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of a lot of what prog rock bands did, like Rush and, you know, I don't know. I can never, like, name off prog rock bands in my head too well, but Rush is always, like, the biggest next one. But, yeah, like, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes is right. Yes is good. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I just, like I said, I just really kind of latched on to this um, album in particular. You know, didn't pay a ton of attention to them before or after, uh, but I just this this album kind of always stuck with me um you know in my head and in playlists that i would make and stuff like that like there was a couple of songs off this album that i would kind of always include because i just liked them i thought they were really good and interesting to listen to yeah so um yeah this is one of those few bands where i really take the technical side of the music and you know enjoy and appreciate it uh, more than like you know kind of underground interesting different sounding you know uh musicians and bands so um yeah so that's kind of it and um let's start with daniel daniel what'd you think of dream theater images and words um i liked it a lot more than i was expecting to Mm -hmm. um i think i kind of came into this album with with sort of preconceived notions Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i mean it, it was a very decent album um one thing I will say is that the songs are sort of like 
obnoxiously long, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and that's you a really thing. don't like like longer songs. I'm not a big fan, of, especially like ten minute or over songs. I feel yeah. like that's overkill, especially for music. Like, I don't know. I, th- I mean, there are like song structures, and there are definitely songs that like go too long a lot of the time. Just in music in general, but I don't know. But it, when you're talking about like progressive rock like this, it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's the whole point is that it's longer. Yeah. So, I just feel like in certain parts, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a slog in some parts. Um, but you know, I really like "Pull Me Under." I think that's a really great song. Mm-hmm. I like um, I like "Wait for Sleep." Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's one of the better songs on the album. I also like the Metropolis song. I'm not going to say the full thing because it's ridiculously long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like Surrounded. Um, if I had to pick a song I wasn't really so hot on, it's probably Under a Glass Moon. I wasn't... That wasn't... What did like, you like about that? Was that one of the long ones? I don't remember. Was that a no, long No, I don't... I don't know if it was a longer one. Was it? I don't remember. Uh, it's like no. seven minutes-ish. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's long for a song, but it's not like crazy long. Learning to Live was 11 minutes long, mm-hmm. and that's, to yeah. me, 11 <laughs> minutes for a song is a little too much. Yeah. Um, and I understand that there I are feel some like you power might have, ballads that are longer. If you have a problem with that, you might not have liked either of the albums that we had today. Okay. Well, <laughs> so just, just to keep going with this To one. a certain extent... Um, yeah, but I, I just, I thought that song was just boring, and like, I feel like some of the songs on this album were a little too similar, in my opinion. I really don't feel like they branched out and did a whole lot on this album, but I do feel like what they did on this album was very good, and I do like, I like the singer's voice, I don't know his name, um, John... John Caterpillar, something like that. (laughs) I feel like he... His last name starts with a C, I feel like. I feel like he especially flexes his voice on Pull Me Under. Um, John Petrucci. Petrucci. There are two C's in it. But but yeah, I think he especially flexes his vocal ability on that song. Um, Wait, which song? Pull Me Under. No. Um, But yeah, just like... It's, I don't know if I would say it's, like, not a dynamic album, but, because it's probably, it was probably very dynamic for its time. Oh. It's just, I think, sometimes they they stuck a bit to their own comfort zone, uh-huh. which, I'm being very nitpicky with this album, because for the most part, it's very good. Right. And that's just my nature. I'm very nitpicky. Uh-huh. Um, but I think for the most part... This is a near perfect album. There, there's a little miss in Under a Glass Moon. I don't think that hits the mark quite like it's supposed to. Mm. But yeah, I think this is as far as like I think what they were going for, which is I guess prog rock power mm. ballads. I mean, I think they were kind of into metal ish. Yeah, stuff, but this was a lot heavier. I think I don't think I they expecting. were like necessarily aiming to be a prog rock band i just think they got put in that category by some people because you know song length sometimes and 
the intricacy of the songs and the the the, the material, like the, the 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 lyrics of the songs. I mean, yeah. prog metal is a thing. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. I can't think of that. Life of Agony is considered that a lot of the time. Are they? And uh, Tool too. Yeah, that's true. Of. Tool. Even though Tool feels a lot different to me than this. Yeah. Uh, but Tool does have Tool some has a songs lot of, and some concept yeah. type stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay. So what would you give it as a grade? Probably like a. Maybe like an A minus. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm I always surprised because was... like, I think you just like focus on negative stuff more in your reviews. Yeah. It's like A minus. Like, <laughs> I yeah. I liked I liked a lot of what was on this album. See, A minus to me is the album that's like it was very good, but it didn't like surprise me in any way. No. It surprised. Okay, it surprised me a little bit. I'll, I'll I'll roll that back. It surprised me a little bit in that it was a bit heavier than I expected it to be, mm-hmm. but it didn't. It didn't. Like. It didn't hit in a different way that I've, as some albums that I've given like an A, mm-hmm. or especially an A plus. The one album I've given an A plus, which I don't even remember. Right. Off the top of my head right now, but, yeah, I think. A minus means like it was very very good. Everything that they were going for was executed well. It's just there were a few nitpicky things wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Like I think some of the songs were too long, and I think it was a little bit samey. Yeah. So that's my take on the album. Okay. All right. Good enough. What about you, Dominic? <clears throat> What'd you think? Yeah, I was. I actually disagree with Daniel in that because he said it's not dynamic. I would say it is very dynamic, mm-hmm. um, almost in a weird way, like to a fault, because there are some, uh, there actually, I like the sort of progressive element to it, because there were songs that I didn't like at first, mm-hmm. that as they went along, I sort of enjoyed them more. Like the track Another Day, mm-hmm. I don't, I like, as the intro to that track was going on, I was like, oh God. And then <laughs> as, as the song, like towards the end of the song, I was like, actually, this song is pretty good. Right. Um... They do change it up a lot in their with, yeah. in, in, within their songs, not and just even, song to like, song. Especially like the longer songs. Yeah. There's like a lot going on. Mm. Um, yeah, the song Metropolis, uh, I, I felt that a lot about, where it was sort of like I liked parts of it and I didn't like other parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, Under a Glass Moon. Right. T- t- take the Time to an Extent as well, even though I think that's probably my least favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably that and Under a Glass Moon I didn't really like as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Pull Me Under a lot. Right. I And I think Dan, Dan said this too, but his vocal performance on that song is probably the best on the album. Yeah. Um, I liked Surrounded a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and Pull Me Under were like my two favorite songs. And I liked Wait for Sleep right. a lot too. Learning to Live was okay. Um, right. It was a decent way to finish the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pull Me Under, by the way, I don't know if I said this, was like the hit off this album. Yeah. There was, uh, well, was there like yeah. a radio edit of it? Because that song's like eight minutes long. Yeah, I'm sure. I, you know, it, I don't know how much actual radio play it got because like it was. It kind of lived in a, in a world where it wasn't really specific to a genre. So like I don't think it got much radio play. It had like, like it was on like Headbangers Ball on MTV and it had a video. I don't know how well it performed on the radio, though, to be honest. I'd, I'd be interested to look and see that, because 
I feel like, at least like at the time, I was listening to New York radio stations living in northern New Jersey. And like I just don't feel like the rock stations gave that much play back then. But I don't know. I could be wrong. I just don't remember hearing it on the radio much. Yeah. It, this was almost less heavy than I expected. I don't know why. I think I just thought Dream Theater was a heavier band. Mm-hmm. And the cover, too, like something about it. Like It almost reminded me of like a Korn cover mm-hmm. or something. I don't know if Korn is necessarily heavier than... I, I think they are. Yeah. De- and, and definitely thematically. Mm-hmm. And this album, like there were spots of it that just sounded like like adult contemporary music. Yeah, yeah. And, and like just like alt rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, generally I liked it. I, I'd probably give it like a B or a B minus or something. Oh, good. That's, um, that's pretty, pretty good. good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's like kind of inconsistent in, how, in the quality. Right. But ah, I liked it. Yeah, I could see that. Overall. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's for everyone, but I think it's, you know, I think if anything you take from it, um, you know, that it's, uh, the, the, the talent is pretty high in that yeah. band. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, the band is really good. And yeah. the, the singer is very good. Mm-hmm. I think he goes into that, like, sort of bland, again, like, almost adult contemporary singing, or it's, like, sort of melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's almost, like, some balladry on this album, too. Yeah. I felt that on another day. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah, I mean, that's what... There's, they... a, there's a part in the song where it gets a little bit heavier, though. Yeah. It was a little bit formulaic <laughs> of the better hair bands in the late 80s, I'll say. Like, to me, like L.A. Guns, um, mm. who else would I put in that category? Uh, oh, what was that other band? Um, damn it. White Snake. Testament. Um... Uh, I think not so much. I mean, I, I they was, were... I was yeah, Yeah, no, but, like, there were definitely bands in that era that, like, you definitely had better... You could definitely hear that <coughs> there was better talent in the music, yeah. and but they still all kind of were a little formulaic as far as, you know, here's the heavy rocker, here's the party song, here's the, here's the ballad, you know? Um, I mean, a lot of them started shying away from the party songs because it just started getting ridiculous. So, but you still had the ballad and you still had the heavy song, kind of. So, you know, that was that. Yeah, it is sort of almost like an interesting, like, uh, bridge between those two, like hair metal and, like, the alternative metal grunge thing that was happening in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost a mixture between those two. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and it's, that's exactly where it, it, like, it came out and that's exactly where it lived. So that was really, you know, it was interesting. Yeah. So... All right, so uh, we're going to move on to Dominic's um, pick this week, which was, <laughs> I had a, had a funny conversation with him the other day. I was, thank God I listened to the correct album, because I just had it backwards in my mind. I thought the name of the band was Yank Crime, and I thought the album was called Tribe Like You. <laughs> but luckily I looked up the right album anyway, and it's actually opposite. The band is called uh, Drive Like Jehu, and the album is called um, Yank Crime. And it came out in 1994, so uh, give us a little background on this. Yeah, I mean, uh, Drive Like uh, Jehu or Jehu, um, it's, I I think that band name is like some kind of biblical reference or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know, I might look it up, but uh, yeah, they were, they are one of the more famous and influential like hardcore bands in the early 90s. Um, a, a, a lot of uh, like indie bands from the 2000s and stuff that are a bit heavier 
um, and, and punk bands from that era, like even pop punk bands, um, uh, reference Drive Like Jehu as being like inspirations. Uh, but they weren't very, they weren't super popular when they came out. In fact, they broke up soon after this album came out um, because like they didn't think they were doing anything that people wanted to listen to. Uh, and the singer, whose name I forget, but um, he went on to, uh, I think, and, a, and some of the other band members, too, went on um, to make Hot Snakes, which is a band. And they're still making music to this day, but I think they were a little bit more, they were definitely more, like, punky and, uh, like, poppy, sort of. Um, and they were a bit more popular at the time when they came out. But uh, Drive Like Jehu, over time, people have, like, sort of discovered them and cited them as influences and stuff like that. Um, they have their first album, which is self-titled, called Drive Like Jehu, um, is actually really good, too. And I hadn't listened to it before this week, but I listened to it. And uh, it's very, very good. But this album uh, was my introduction to them because um, I heard, I think it was Do You Compute? was the first song i heard off of it mm-hmm. and that song is pretty great it's it's not one of my favorites on the album anymore but it's it's pretty great um and yeah just the whole album is just the band is really great i love like the the riffs on the album that are they're so satisfying but it's also very noisy and chaotic i love how the singer's voice sort of blends with the sounds on the album um you can't hear what he's saying a lot of the time even though there are some interesting lyrics on it uh, but I think it's it's all it, it the voice is almost an instrument in and of itself um, on this album. So yeah, um, I'll go to Daniel first. What did you think about Yank Crime? I mean, these two honestly, these two albums were one of the harder ones I've had to like talk about because I didn't really have any strong. I liked the I liked the Dream Theater one, but I wouldn't say I had any like really strong emotion or feelings about it. I would say the same thing about this. Like, I liked it, but I didn't have any, like, really strong feelings about it. Like, I don't hate it, and I don't love it, but I mm-hmm. I like it. Um, it's there were, some, there were some decent stuff, and there was some stuff that was pretty meh. Um, but I don't, think there, I don't think there was a bad song on either of these albums, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. I mean, I would... Yeah, I like Do You Compute... I like the first song, Here Come the Rome Plows. I like Luau, New Intro, Sinews. I'm not a big fan of New Math. That's mm. one of the shorter songs on the album, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Um, but like it, it was just probably the most unremarkable song on the album. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just think... I think, yeah, I really like what they're going for with this album. Um, it's a very, like... I don't know how to describe. It reminds me of something, but I don't know what. Um, Man. It could be a lot of things. And you, you can't really tell me what it is, because yeah. you know, I'm the only one that's If I were to compare it to something else that I recommended, probably like Fugazi, maybe. Uh, maybe? That might be a And they took a lot of inspiration from Fugazi. Accurate. Uh, even though they were sort of contemporaries. Um, but the, I think the singer said that they took a lot of uh, inspiration from them and uh, and other punk bands. Yeah. So probably probably also Minor Threat. Yeah, I I like 
Well, I was thinking about like the genre of music too. Like, it's, like, it's yeah. kind of not really punkish, but like. Yeah, I mean it's. It's I people call it like post hardcore, which is like. It's sort of like punk, like hardcore punk, but it uh, is longer, longer song structures and stuff like that. Um, but it has like similar elements to that, like the you know noisy, chaotic guitars and scream, screamy vocals and stuff like that. It's sort of emo-ish, too. I guess it's it's sort of progressive um, at some parts of it. So yeah, it's it's there's even like some like math rock in there some weird like time signatures and stuff yeah. so yeah um yeah i don't know i guess it's sort of a mixture of different things mm-hmm. as far I as i call it like hardcore yeah i i guess that's what it is i don't really yeah never really heard of that genre i don't really care about like genre names or anything but um yeah it was it was interesting i wouldn't say i necessarily would listen to it again but i I don't know if I would necessarily listen to either of these albums, like, again, mm-hmm. um, but like, they were both very good, and, I don't know, I might consider a second listen, um, just to see, because there were some albums that were at first that were like, uh, I like I like these, but, like, not enough to really listen to them again, mm-hmm. um, but then I listened to them again, and they started growing on me. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably give this album a, a B plus. Uh, which I think is like a, a decent grade to describe how I felt about this album. Pretty okay. good, yeah. Um, Dad, what did you think about it? Um, meh. <laughs> I hate to say it, you know, because like I love, well, I don't know if I love, but I like the, I like their energy mm-hmm. and I like certain elements of it. I didn't hate it. Don't, don't take that as me hating it. That's not at all what I felt. Yeah. Um, I just... There's something about the singer, like you know how you were describing it being like you know the singer kind, singer's vocals kind of like blend in and become an instrument and yeah. like kind of see to me and this is just my like my you know uh, style of music that I like. I like the vocals to stick out a little, a little at least a little bit more, yeah. um, and that's just me, you know. So I think that's one of the reasons why I wasn't like thrilled with it. I didn't like his voice, and like, and I know it sounds weird saying you didn't like the voice of like a punk singer because they're not really trying to sing, but like I also yeah. appreciate you know screamy type stuff a lot too. But I just didn't on this one. I don't know. There was something about his voice that while it was screamy and energetic, it was also a little bit boring to me. I, I, that's just the way I felt. I'm not saying I'm right. You know, I know there's no right or wrong in you know uh, the way you feel about music, but yeah. That's just kind of the way I felt through most of it. Um, I would say, like, maybe it's not super unique of a voice. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there was just something, at the very least, slightly boring to me that didn't catch me enough to say, I, you know, that, that I liked it. And the vocals, to me, again, this is only me, vocals and drums, like, stick out to me more than anything because that's the two things I've kind of concentrated on in my music career that I had. Yeah. So it was like... You know, I mean, the drums were fine because punk drums are punk drums. You know, I mean, yeah. they didn't stand out as great or anything, but they were fine. You know, um, but there was definitely some stuff. What's the weird thing is, is my least favorite song on this whole thing was "Do Not Compute." Uh, Do you compute? 
Mm-hmm. I don't know why that song bothered me. Like it really that yeah. that song literally like got on my nerves. I'd say <laughs> I'd say that's one of my least favorite songs on the album too. Oh, and I don't even think I well I said at the beginning that was the first song I heard from it. Oh, okay. and I thought it was interesting, mm. but over time I don't really like it anymore because I think it's like very repetitive. Yeah, and just he says like, "Do you compute? Do you compute?" Like so many times. Yeah, it takes so long for them to get into the to, to, to even any vocals, and yeah. it's like, which is fine if it works, but it didn't yeah. to me on this song. Um, I actually liked probably my two favorite songs were "Here Come the Rome Plows" and "Luau." Yeah, um, I love "Luau." Like "Luau" is one of my favorite rock yeah, songs. Yeah, that's a good song. Like that definitely steps probably. Yeah, I think it's even a little better than Here Come the Rome Plows. And um, I also liked uh, yeah. Human Interest and Sinews. Uh, I would say were all the standout songs on there. But yeah, I would think if I had to pick a number one favorite, it would be Luau. And probably definitely least favorite was Do You Compute. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it helped your interest enough to, to, you know, like I didn't want to ever turn it off. Like I was always like, oh, this is kind of cool. Oh, this is a little bit boring, but it would be, you know, it would never be enough to say, like, I can't stand this. Like, it's it's fine. It's yeah. good. You know, it's it's good for what it is. It's just, it didn't turn out to be my kind of thing. Um, yeah. Which I'm surprised, because, like, listening to it, I'm like, you almost feel like, I should like this. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's weird, but you can't, like, you can't, like, negate the feelings you're having for it while, while you're hearing it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, definitely not a home run for me. I would say, like, you know, definitely middle of the road C on mm-hmm. this. Um, you know, it's not bad. You know, I think, I think, it's, I think it was worth, worth a listen. I'm glad I listened to it. But, again, it didn't grab me really hardly in any spots except for maybe one or two songs where, where I was like, oh, this is good or this is, you know, better than the rest of the album. But, um, yeah, so definitely a solid C. Well, we'll see how your uh, your next album writes, huh? Mm. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. a little bit. I don't know how I'm anyone's sure. going to take my album choice this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think I'm, I, I'm between a couple of them. I don't so think I recommend this week, right? No, no. Okay. okay. Well, I, it, I think next week. Next week you recommend, you I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got yours, or you want me to go? Uh, you can go. All right. So I kind of revisited this album over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think I, I think one of the songs wound up on a playlist that I haven't listened to in a while, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot like how much I like this, this band and this album. Um, so I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna finally bring myself to the 2000s, but barely, uh, 2001. <laughs> um, I'm gonna recommend this week the band Stained, mm-hmm. with their album Break the Cycle. Um, they're, uh, they were huge when this album came out, they got huge. They're kind of, you know, I, I, I will admit right away that they definitely fall into kind of a whiny white guy band genre. Sure. But I just think the music and the singing and everything put together, and even the lyrics, even though they're kind of, they tend to the whiny side, I just, I think it's really good. Aaron Lewis, who's the singer, is like, is considered by a lot of rock you know, uh, uh, publications and critics and whatnot as one of the better singers probably in the last 20, 30 years in, um, in rock music. Yeah. Um, he's got like a really unique, interesting voice, which I always, like, you know, I kind of glom onto because I just, I like that when I hear the unique and interesting voice. I mean, there are good whiny white guy albums. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, and, you know, like, I, 
I'm very self-aware of what this band was known for and is considered. They're kind of a whiny white boy band. But, I don't know, it just, some of it, not all that stuff, not most of that stuff, but some of it, like this, kind of did stick with me and was like, wow, this is good. I like the music, I like the singing, I like the the, the way they put together songs. Got a couple hits off this one. Uh, It's Been a While was a big radio hit. And so was uh, Outside, and I think For You was also a pretty big hit. That's like the heaviest song on this album, For You. Um, They're kind of, they got a little bit of of metal, like, sprinkled in there. But they're mostly, like, they're mostly straight up rock. I mean, you know, they get a little bit heavy, like I said, in the song For You, that gets a little bit heavy. But um, mainly they're kind of just, yeah, regular rock. So, yeah, 2001's album, Break the Cycle, from the band Stained. No E in the word Stained. They oh, that's that how you know they're, that's yeah. how you know they're for real. <laughs> yeah. They're legit. I hate it when people do that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not a big fan of that either, but mm-hmm. yeah, there they are. All right. Well, I feel like I haven't uh, suggested a uh, rap album in a, in a second. There you go. Um, I can tell you how long it's been. Sure. <laughs> it's, well, do you count the Kid Cudi one as a rap? Yeah. Okay, so it's been a month. Yeah, so, I like to, that's, and to be honest with you, rap is probably like my number one genre, um, just generally. Like that and I guess like indie alt- alternative rock maybe, but uh, I'd say like I probably listen to rap music the most out of anything. So, you know, I like to throw that in there a lot of the time. Um, So I'm going to go with an album from 2021, actually, from a rapper called West Side Gun. Um, He's been around for a while, like almost 10 years now, I think. Uh, His first album, Fly God, was released in 2013, I think, Um, which is pretty good. He's he's had quite a few pretty good albums, Um, but last year he released uh, this album... Hitler Wears Hermes 8, uh, Sincerely Adolf. Uh, it's part of his Hitler Wears Hermes series, most of which were mixtapes. Uh, again, like he's released a lot of projects, and some of them were albums, and some of them were mixtapes. So, I don't know, it's kind of confusing, but um, this one is like technically an album, even though the rest of the Hitler Wears Hermes albums were mixtapes. Um, so wait, what's the name of the album? <laughs> Hitler, Hitler, like Adolf Hitler. Hitler yeah. Wears Hermes um, like the, God, um, H-E-R-M-E-S. Okay. Uh, eight. Sincerely, Adolf. Um, there is a no- there's like a side B to this album, too, which isn't even, uh, like a deluxe edition or anything, it's just a whole nother album that he released alongside it. That is really good, too, but this one, I think, uh, I liked it a little better, and, I don't know, it feels weird saying, like, side b because like this feels like the more official album i guess Mm -hmm. um i like them pretty much the same but this one is a little bit better and it's like it seems less weird to recommend it so yeah hitler wears hermes eight sincerely adolf by west side gun and uh break the cycle by stained without an e (laughs) um so yeah it really bothers daniel it really bothers me (laughs) Like Axel Rose, that bothers me. I think too. that's just how his name is spelled. But no, his name, 
His, his name real, isn't his real name is his real name is an Axel. His real name oh. is William Bailey. I thought his real name was Axel something. Oh. Yeah, no. He calls officially if you look, and I don't know if he still does this, but when Guns N' Roses first came out, he was W Axel Rose. Did he call himself Axel Rose? Axel Rose? Like, because his real last name isn't Rose. So no. did he call himself Axel Rose, and then he named his band Guns N' Roses? Because his name was Axel Rose, or did he call himself Axel Rose? I right, have to give you a little Guns bit of a backstory on Guns N' Roses. So when they very first got together, I believe, and someone you know on whatever Facebook, Twitter, whatever they can reach us on can tell me I'm wrong about this. But when they very first got together, I don't believe most of the band, the band everyone knows as Guns N' Roses, was in the band, and I think he was originally with the guy from L.A. Guns, hence the Guns and the Roses. I think that's how that happened originally, and then they just kept the name when they got the, when they changed the band up. But I don't know. That, yeah. that could be a myth. That could be, I don't know. I just heard that at some point, and that's how they that name came about. But I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's anyways. all dumb. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Hitler Wears Hermes 8 by 8, sincerely Adolf, I have to specify, by West Side Gun, mm-hmm. and um, Break the Cycle by Stained. Um, we'll see you next time. Have a good see week. Ya. Good week.